Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool guest sitting on our couch, drove in from, where'd you drive in from? Thorold. Where the hell is that? Like 10 minutes out of Niagara Falls. Mm. Yeah. How was the drive-in? Was it was it's it okay. shitty? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of the drive to Toronto, but it is what it is. Does the drive-in stop you from coming to Toronto ever? Yeah. Are you like, I want to come to Toronto, but I don't want to fucking sit on that Skyway Bridge. Basically. Or after the Skyway Bridge. After I only come if I have to come or if like my kids are like can we please do this what kind of things do your kids beg you to do well I mean my well he's now he just turned 11 mm. he is obsessed with the aquarium gotcha so I mean any opportunity that he can come to come do that then, right 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 but usually we drive to Burlington and jump on the train. That's not bad. That's not bad. See, this will be our life when we leave Toronto. I was telling Mark, like, part of the reason I've always been very resistant to leaving Toronto is it's like, everything's here. Why would we leave? Like, people come here because there's so much to do. But I think because we live here, we probably take all of that for granted. So I said, I feel like if we move out of Toronto, we might actually do more of the stuff in Toronto because no, we'll make a point so. of it. No, it's it's so true because I live in Niagara Falls. Ask me when the last time, like, well, I'm outside of Niagara Falls, but ask me the last time I drove down and looked at Niagara Falls. Right. We do that. We drive to Niagara Falls to go look at the falls yeah, because you guys we are the controversial can't, right? People right now. We haven't since COVID. We've been very good. We haven't been traveling around and doing stuff. It's like the big Niagara well, you can't, you thing. You can't travel around and do stuff? It's, it's the Niagara thing. <laughs> you do whatever the thing. fuck you if want. You, <laughs> Toronto people are the Toronto people in Niagara right now. Like, it's you guys. Because it's like, everyone blames Toronto people for like COVID for getting everything. bad in Niagara. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> we, you guys got locked down bef- way before us. And yep. then everyone was coming and shopping at our stores and at the outlets and Niagara on the lake and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, COVID exploded in Niagara. We get blamed for everything, don't we? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> It well, happens. Hey, everyone, true. it's Amanda, and we might or might not do an unprofessional hour. We'll decide. We'll see how things go. But yeah, we've got Alana sitting on the couch with us, and we are going to tell some fun stories. Right and on. I like this. So this is yeah. an unprofessional hour. Don't you guys yeah. yeah. We might do one. Well, I said we might or might not, because sometimes <laughs> I have I have framed will. an episode as an unprofessional hour, and then we start talking, and it gets serious. So let's see what happens. Alana's just going to tell some stories. Um, you know, serious. she follows us on our social platform. Platform. She listens to some episodes. So why don't you give some background as to how you've landed on our couch? Yeah, <laughs> you. You're how I landed on the couch. So you, you it, I made a smart ass comment. <laughs> <laughs> it, it happens. Yeah, yeah. My my mouth gets me in trouble sometimes. Really? It is what it is. Right, you no. two might have that in common. <laughs> my mouth doesn't get me in trouble. I no, used to get myself so out of trouble. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, why don't we uh, start our typical way and have you introduce yourself? So a little background: how long you've been practicing as a RMT, what you were doing prior to that, if anything, and what your practice looks like today in the Niagara region. Yeah. Um, so I actually started in nursing when I was like 18, 19, whatever, however old you are when you finish school. And I did that for 10 years and then I got divorced and I was like, hey, I have kids I have to take care of and working 12-hour shifts doesn't work. Right. And my kids were involved, like heavily, heavily involved in sports. And I was like, I need to find something. So I just kind of went, okay, what can I do that I stay in kind of the medical profession and I can use the skills I got? I learned while I was a nurse and 
kind of make my own hours and this kind of just fell into my lap and then I went to school and the rest is history. So I've I never doing- I never thought that. Nurses must have the worst fucking shifts ever. It's you never hurts thought me that? until right now when you said that. Because now I'm playing it back horrible. to every person that I know is a nurse. Just works crazy. You guys work non-fucking stop all the time. You work crazy shifts. It's it's insane. Yeah. Um I have a lot of friends and clients who are nurses and it's not a glamorous lifestyle. Like no. thank God there's people who love it and want to do it. But you're on twelve hours and I say twelve twelve hours is a minimum you know if you are right at the end of your shift and something happens depending on what department you work in you can't just okay my shift is over sorry code blue I'm gonna walk out right now and that's exactly and that like I've never been in that (laughs) position but it, that's that's like that's reality. I'm, I'm only was... laughing. Sorry, I'm only laughing because I was reading on Reddit the other the other day. Um, we've had Emily Muse on from Muse Massage Spa, and one of her former attendants had a running thread on Reddit where people were just asking her questions about being an attendant at an erotic massage parlor. Right? Some someone asked, like some some lady asked, "Can you give me idea what your typical day looks like?" Oh, and she started off her typical day like. I show up there at eight o'clock in the morning. I help everyone clean up and do and get ready for the day. And then, you know, 10 o'clock comes around and we open our doors or nine o'clock, whatever that is. And she's got an appointment first thing in the morning. She's thinking to herself, like, who the fuck needs their dick tugged like, <laughs> before they before they go to work? Yeah, right? but it's the end of the day for some people. <laughs> but this is the thing, right? And so she's going on about her whole day. And so at the end of it, she's done. She's done, I think, six or seven hours there. She's she's seen six or seven people in one hour blocks and she's ready to go home. And then in comes a walk in. And the way apparently it works is someone walks in because they don't have an appointment with a particular attendant. Someone walks in. The host goes and gets all of the girls that are not in session and brings them out and they kind of introduce, hi, I'm so-and-so, like all dressed, however they're dressed, hi, I'm so-and-so, hi, I'm so-and-so. And she's like, the only thing I'm thinking is I don't want this guy to fucking pick me. So I'm not even going to look happy in this moment. I'm just going to be like, hi, I'm so-and-so, and just kind of not even make eye contact because I my shift's over soon. I just want to go home. And so this dude apparently picks someone else, and then she's getting ready to leave. You know, she gets back out of all of her skimpy clothes, puts on her regular shit to leave, and then the manager comes back, and she's like, sorry, someone just booked a two-hour with you. Oh, my God. So when you guys were talking about the nurses and the shifts and, like, when these things happen, you got... It's 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 crazy. It's I don't know why. <laughs> of course, that's where your head goes. That's like, okay. The, nurse, the nurses and the, and the body rub <laughs> attendants. See, that's right. <laughs> It's a tough job. It's a tough job. But yeah, nurses, I mean, you guys are on your feet all the time. It's it's unpredictable. And and you get shit on a lot. Like again, it depends on what department you work literally in. Literally shit people, on. People, well, literally and figuratively. Like people are not nice to nurses. Like I know a few ER nurses and you know, they get the brunt of it when the oh, wait times horrible. are long or, you know, when is the doctor coming? What, you know, why am I not prioritized? And even though it's the nurses who are actually the ones taking care of you while, you know, the doctor's off doing whatever he's and not that it's not important or whatever he or she's doing, the nurses are the ones taking care of you and you're the, you know, yeah, they're the ones getting shit on, right? It's yeah. your fault. It's, it's always, always your fault. fault. So where did you where did you do nursing and what made you want to do nursing? Well, I I, I was in Niagara. Um, my grandmother was an ER nurse forever mm. and a day. My grandmother basically raised me. Right. I have a like really questionable childhood, but whatever. Um, but my grandmother was a nurse, and I my whole life all I wanted to do was be like my grandmother. Mm. So I was like, I I actually originally went to school to do OTA PTA. Right, right, right. And I was stupid and young and got married. 
at a stupid, stupid age. How, 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 what how are young? we talking about? 18. Here? That's young. Yeah. yeah. I, I would not recommend. I was wondering how you had like teenage children when you don't even look older <laughs> than I am. So I'm the same age now as I you. Get so, it. how yeah. long were you? How long, we don't have to talk about any of this if you don't want. How long were you married for? 10 years. And at the, was, was, was any of it good? Because you make it sound like it was really horrible. Well, I mean, you get married for a reason, but I mean, I was young and dumb, right? Hindsight's twenty twenty. Right. So when you're 18, 19, 20, you're like, ooh, this is so glorious. Marriage oh, okay. is so much fun. Yeah, I guess. Because like, I mean, I've had someone, I had someone in here that was doing an Oski prep. She's got, she's, she's got a little kid and she was telling me, she was telling me about her, her ex baby daddy, her ex-husband actually. And she was complaining about him and she told me, she's like, you know, when your mother is telling you the day of your wedding, you don't have to do this. You should probably listen to her. And I was like, oh, so did you have any good moments? She's like, no, it was horrible right from the beginning and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. That's why I kind of asked like, was any it of it wasn't good like, I wouldn't say it was all horrible. I yeah. mean, we have four kids together. So, I mean, there's obviously going to be some good times, <laughs> right, right, right. but there's at least I mean, four good times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two and a half good times. <laughs> but like it, it, it just it was what it was in hindsight's 2020 right, right? right, right i was right. living with a functional alcoholic mm. i was trying to take care of kids did you know all that stuff at the time like did you know like this is this is alcoholism or no no no, oh, no. Okay. well i was 18 right so you're you go for drinks and you're like hey this is fun and then like i'm going to school and i was going through i had like i said i originally went to school for ota pta yeah. and he actually went blind in one eye so i dropped out of school so that he could go for surgery yeah. and deal with all that because it was like a couple month process and he could do nothing for himself for a while. Yeah. So I dropped out of school to help take care of him. And I mean, I was, you know, 18, whatever. And oh, wow. so then I when I already had all these courses and I'm like, hey, what can I do that I can get done like really fast? And I ended up getting into nursing because some of my OTAPTA credits crossed over. So I only had to go to school part time and do my like all my stuff and my clinical stuff. And then I just kind of went on my way, mm. got out of school and started working. And then I just never really, you know, I loved it. I loved nursing. Like, don't get me wrong. I loved nursing. Yeah. But kids and my. Doesn't mix, eh? Yeah, no. My, and I have two kids that have like medical complications. Okay. And I don't want to make it like not like. They, it's not like they have horrible, horrible anything. My uh, my twelve year old's autistic, right? And then my eleven year old has uh, some like growth stuff. Like he he was a really really sick little kid, and now you would look at him, you'd never know he spent you know chunks of time when he was little in mm -hmm. in the hospital. But it was what it was. Yeah, you couldn't work twelve hours no. and take care of these four kids by yourself because now. Husband's out of the picture. Yep, and they and they're in sports too. Right. So, so that's a huge time commitment. Yep. Um, I think that's you know something that we don't necessarily think of until you have children. Like it's not just you know balancing home life and your life, like your work life. Sorry, home life and work life. It's the kids' schedules, like all of their extra stuff. It takes up so much time. Like my it's kids ridiculous. are each only in two activities, but 
that means four extra things a week Mm -hmm. that I have to fit into my schedule because somebody has to take them there, right? So you've got four kids and they were all heavily into sports. So you're, um, did you have any social life? No, I still really don't. I mean, nobody has a social life these days. But (laughs) but so yeah, there was no time for anything other than work and school and kids. Yeah. As soon as I, as soon as I separated, it was like, I kind of told him in because I I remember the sequence of events like I told him I think two days it was two days after my son's birthday and I was like I'm done I'm out and I immediately started like researching schools and researching stuff and like okay I need to go back to school I can't do this anymore I had been out of I'd been on mat my youngest son was only 10 months old when all this happened so I'm still on mat leave so I'm like okay I can't go back to work I Mm. have to do something and I found the massage program and I signed up for September and started in September of, I don't, I don't even know, 20, so whatever. what was your exposure to massage therapy before deciding this is a career for me or this is the school that I, like, I want to go, go to school for this? And was there any moment that you're like, hey, you know what, if it doesn't work out? the school if i don't like the idea of massage i'm just gonna fucking just get out of it no. or is it like i once i commit no. to this i'm gonna commit i was to this. in i was in as so soon- what was your exposure to massage before uh well i was an athlete myself mm-hmm. and it wasn't so much massage that i was exposed to i was exposed to a lot of physio i was a swimmer and swam competitively right. and so i always had you know swimmer shoulders my i had messed up my knee when i was a teenager and so i was always doing physio yeah. and then i was just like okay this is it is what it is and you know you're always like rubbing each other's shoulders and stuff when you're yeah, sitting yeah, on yeah. deck at a swim meet and stuff like that and you're just like okay this is what it you know yeah. and i don't even know i don't know what it was like and i hated school like i hated going through school i hated the was school it, i went to was I it because it. you can go through school kind of fast and you're still medical or am i all over the map here no i I, like, well, you don't even know. I can't well, she even, had the I OTA, PTA background too. So yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything, it just feels natural, everything though, together does kind of feel natural. Like I, yeah. I assume it was just at, the, I mean, I can't say for sure, but it seems like a lot of people get into this career because there is flexibility and you can well, work was, around your kids. Yeah, that was so the biggest thing that you said. That, that was the biggest thing that, that stood had out to me. Yeah, yeah, that had to be it is that you, you can finally do something where you can deal with all of their stuff and somehow still have a career. Yeah. Well, I just looked at like... It sounds horrible, but I was like, "Hey, I know I can make good money. I know it doesn't I'm- sound horrible. That's not horrible." And I'm happy you said that because so many people don't like to say that. Yeah. And thank God Nikki goes off sometimes. Nikki, who's been on our podcast a couple times, and she's like, "I fucking chose this career because of job security, and I can make a lot of money." People, I don't. I've heard people would be like, "Oh my God, you can't make a lot of money doing massage." And I'm then like, "No, yeah, you can. like, there's something like I make great money. Like I make great money, and I work realistically very little." Right. Because I work only daytime, I, I work one evening a week. I work daytime hours, yep. and I still go. I don't miss anything of my kids. Yeah, like, any anyone that's doing this in like a regulated in Canada, I don't know what it's like in the states when how much you get paid and stuff. Because I, I, I guess you at some places you get paid like really really shit, but here you get paid well. So the only way that I can see you not doing well as a massage therapist in Canada is you don't want to work. 
Like, or I can't, you're not good. Even if you're not good, there's still people that'll come see yeah, you. And there's even still if extended you're not great, coverage. somebody will see There's you. still extended healthcare coverage that's paying for it. So well, the somebody, only, every, there's, a, there's, a per, there's a therapist for everybody, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so the only way you're like, I mean, realistically, the, the least amount of money you make per hour for the most part is probably worth $40, $45, which would be like the least you'll make. Yeah. Even if you're working yeah. on a 60-40 split and that's a low-end split, or even if you're working on a 50-50 split and the place is charging $90, $90 and you're making 40 like if you're making 45 fucking dollars an hour the only way you're not making money is if you are not working yeah. yeah you're choosing to not work well and that's the thing in this career like mark and i have this discussion all the time because it depends on people's priorities and it depends what they think is is and isn't possible you know like when i started out i was always seeing about 30 people a week like i worked really like full time mark was uh, at one point doing like 16 half hour treatments a day and we both worked five six days a week so when you're working that many hours and like he said you get paid really well I was making awesome fucking money when I worked full-time I mean I work very and even now I work part-time and sometimes I scratch my head the same way I'm thinking why do people think you can't make a good living doing this part-time I do all right yeah you know like even only seeing 10 15 people a week I do all right I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't get it. I want to know what someone is doing or what they're not doing or whatever. It's the gotta case be their is. business setup. Either they're paying too much for rent, like they're paying too much to the clinic, they're not charging enough, or like you said, they're only seeing maybe you know, three people a day, four days a week. Like they're just not filling themselves but up. Even enough. then, like I have weeks where like I'm I'm just starting back after a month off because yay COVID. My first week I, I was slammed. This week I'm a little slower, but like I'm still seeing 18 people. Yeah. And I'm making like and I and I have a I'm going to get a good pay. Like I saw what four people yesterday? But that's still $400 in your pocket. Like yeah. that's a that's a $400 day. I'm on a split, but like you're that's still Yep. No, well, that's the point that we're making is that you can do really, really well in this career yeah. if you want to. It's it's that mindset of you can't make a lot of money. And I think it's, you know, it's drilled into some therapists, either by their instructors, by other people in the industry. It's like when I was in school and I would always hear like, oh, in this career, you don't make it past five years. Yeah, I've been yes. a therapist for 10 years and I don't see myself stopping anytime well, soon. Well, I even just saw one of these posts in Facebook. Like someone was asking about because they're a student and they're, and they're in their business class and they were or they haven't started their business class. And they're asking questions like, oh, give me some information about things like splits and caps and blah, 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 and renting and not renting. And people were chiming in saying like, you should really cover all that stuff in your business class at school, but this is kind of the lowdown. This is the type of money you can make, or this is the type of thing to expect. And then there's a couple of people that chimed in like, don't do it. This was the worst decision I ever made becoming a massage therapist. Oh, you can't make nothing. money at it. And then so many other people were like, well, you actually, you actually can. And then it was branching off like, don't do this. Be- go, go do osteo, go do do a manual osteopathic practitioner instead and all this stuff and I was thinking one there's so many things like you can do as a massage therapist that you don't necessarily need to go do anything else our, our playing field is so fucking massive yeah that you yeah. don't need to have all these different add-ons but then I, I like that there was a whole bunch of people that chimed in like no you can actually you can actually do really well at this if you want to the key thing is if you want to or if you have the know-how to do so and if you don't have the know-how like anything else that you don't know how to do, go get fucking help doing it if you want it. Yeah. And this is like anything, you have to know yourself. If this is something you really want to do, like you said, once you're in, you're in. If you know that you're in and this is going to be your career, 
then you fucking work at it and you build yourself, you build yourself a practice that makes you the money that you want to make. And that's the other thing is we have so much control. You know, you can yes. decide who you want to treat, how much you want to charge, how much you want to work. Like, you know, it's when, glorious. Yeah, when I first started, I was literally at a point like we were living uh, midtown Toronto, you know, where things are a little more expensive. And I would joke with the clinic owner there because I was busy as hell. And so every so often I'd be like, uh, I'm like, I got to treat like an extra four or five people this week. I need some quick money. But like, <laughs> you just can. You're like, I, I'm going to fill myself up a little bit more because yeah. I need to make a little bit more money. <laughs> uh, that, it, it's so true because I, my, uh, my 11-year-old needs braces. And I actually joked with my 16-year-old son and I was like, so I think I'm going to, like, you guys don't have sports right now. I think I'm going to add an extra an hour or two a week. I'm like, because, oh yeah, I have to pay for your brother's braces. Right. I'm like, and but like I have kids, so my priority is my kids. But holy shit, if I wanted to, like, if I had no kids and I was my age, like, I want a new car. I want to go away on do this. Like, I always prioritize. Like, I I base how I work. I mean, around my kids' schedule and stuff too, but also around like, hey, do I want to do a vacation this year? Hey, Absolutely. do I want to do like? You can like if I can make it work as a single parent with four kids and I and. I like anybody really anybody can yeah absolutely and yes yeah, so we started this off by you saying that you got into this to make money so anybody who's listening who had this idea that you can't make money in this career you absolutely can you can do whatever you want to do with it there's like Mark said our playing field is massive yeah. figure out what you want to do with it and run with it like both of us are RMTs yeah, both of us you love it and we Why have not? somehow figured out how to make this work and we're gonna we're start a, we're gonna start a motivational <laughs> club called the, the six figure club yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and we're gonna start a motivational club to to urge everyone to get up to <laughs> nikki if you're listening you're the treasurer the six figures. <laughs> oh. so let's have this big motivational team yeah the six figure rmt team that motivates others to get there I, you know what you can't but like that's the thing like i was talking to uh another therapist that's a friend of mine and we were talking about like opening up clinics and doing all these things and then and they were like people don't want to work for massage therapists like they just if you're a physio if you're a chiro you don't want to work for a massage therapist and i'm like i really hope not because that truthfully is my end goal no i don't i don't i don't find that to be true i don't find that to be I, true i know either. i know a handful of massage therapists who are clinic owners and it's not just a massage therapy clinic they run they run a multidisciplinary yep. clinic yeah maybe it's a niagara thing maybe i i don't i i don't know Niagara, Niagara can be sketch, so. <laughs> I, hey, I've been there my whole life. I can say it. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. You know, yay Welland. But. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. You want to do, I know, I, I have this, I, I kind of talked about it when I was in school and I kind of like ran it by some people and they were like, oh, you're kind of dreaming big. Eh? No and way. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm like, I, you know, I. This it's, is this is all, this is kind of what I wanted. It's all doable. I'm thinking of two people that I know, like and and they didn't they didn't even start their clinics a very long time ago, and they survived COVID. Yep, and they survived it well. They they're massage therapists who have multidiscipline teams. They've yep. got chiropractors. They got physios. They got naturopaths. They got osteopathic master practitioners. They've got uh, manual practitioners. They've they've got it all. Yep, and you can have like it's 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 more than doable. It's more oh yeah, hundred percent. I think so. Yeah. So you have to like close your ears to anyone telling you it's not fuck because again, the people. Oh, I love the people that do that. Are you kidding me? I love because the people you're like, that tell Mark, me not tell, to do it. Tell me I can't do it. I'm yeah. going to do it twice and take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I had a, I had an instructor when I was in school and I was the person, like 
I went to a school that's whatever. It is what it is. Um, what does that mean? It is what it is. Well, I, she said she wasn't happy with her school. No, she okay. didn't, I wasn't. She didn't I like wasn't. School. I well, it wasn't that I didn't like school. I just I went to school so that I could work. I right. wasn't there to make friends. I was a single. I was a newly single parent. I had four kids. I had a lot of shit going on, and I was you know I just didn't. Like I was in a small class. There was, I think, there was seven. Of, there was fourteen that started. Seven of us that finished. I'm the only one that's registered. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. It's the way it goes, though. Sometimes that's unfortunate. Or or, or it's the school. it's the way it goes there. But yeah, it was it was what it was. Yeah. I I wasn't there to make friends, and but I had this instructor who was like our um clin- not a clin- he wasn't our clinical instructor. He did the outreach stuff. Okay, okay. And we were talking about. The things that how we wanted to identify ourselves when we got into practice. Right. So I was like mid range in my class. So there was a couple of early twenty people. There was a couple like thirties, forties people. I was like hitting that thirty. You know. Yeah. Where you're talking about what you want to do post school. So I'm sure I'm hitting close to thirty at this point. And I just kind of said like we were doing an outreach with uh, a hockey team, and I was like I love this Mm. i remember being that high elite level athlete and just having this mindset of what i wanted and then i got hurt and so working with these kids i was like oh my god i remember being like this and i loved it i loved working with athletes and I just kind of said, I want to be an athlete. I want to work with athletes. Like, oh, I want to do sports. Mm. I was like, I get it. I get that mentality. I was a high level athlete. Like, I get it. I want to do and this. Your kids are athletes. And my, yeah, my kids are athletes. And my uh, my instruct my one instructor looked at me. He goes, "Don't take this the wrong way, sweetheart." He goes, Ooh, "But you're young. Idea. You're cute. You're blonde. Nobody's going to take you seriously. You're never going to get into sports." And I'm pretty sure you can't say shit like that. I'm pretty sure, but. Doesn't stop people from saying it. Yeah. And well, I was if, just... if you're listening, instructor, you're a bit of a dick. <laughs> and we all know that I don't like what was, dicks. What was, yeah, you do. <laughs> what, what, was your, what was your response to that? I just kind of was like, okay, watch me. Mm. But the ironic thing was, there was a girl in our class, in my class, that was kind of butchy, whatever. She, this she was her second time through. I can't remember what, why she didn't pass the first time. None of my right. business. I don't care. She's not working in the field, anyways. Um, and they were, t- and she, they were talking to her about it, and she, they were like, "What do you want to like specialize in?" I can't remember what it was, offhand, but I remember it was a modality, and. They were like, that's not like a specialty. That's a modality. They're like, well, why don't you get into sports? <laughs> and I wow. whipped around. There was one girl. There was like two people in the class. Okay. There was three people in the class that we kind of were like, I got along with them. We yeah. hung out. We studied together. Um, but I remember just like whipping around in the classroom because I sat in like the back corner. I completely alienated myself from everybody because I was like, fuck this noise. I'm done. Like, just get me out of school. And they said it. And I looked up from my books and I looked at her and I'm like, really? That just happened. Huh? And I'm like, oh, so apparently you can only work in sports if you're kind of the butchy chick. I'm like, okay, I see. I see this. I Wow. And guess what I did for... Five years after that, I worked with junior sports teams, male-dominated junior sports nice. teams, as one of the only female trainers. That's and such I'm a like, weird <laughs> fucking comment. That is a weird comment. Like, what what does a person look like 
that works in sports? Like, what does your appear? It's, you know, it goes back to the whole idea of professionalism. What does having, you know, tattoos and piercings have to do with the ability to do your job? What does you having blonde hair and being kind of cute have to do with you not being able to work with on a sports team? Like, none of that makes any yeah. fucking sense. But you're a distraction to the young teenage boys. Like, I, I don't, I honestly don't know. And I look back and I laugh because I'm like. See, oh not God. even, not even though that's the shitty part that that was said to you. But you at least were like, fuck it. I'm not taking this advice. There's somebody else. Somebody will. That oh, would yeah, take that, that would and be, be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe sports is not my thing. Also, can we not glaze over the fact that somebody would, in you know, the this day and age, say something like that? You're a distraction to the young boys. How about we teach young boys that women aren't just to be looked at? You know, like there's a professional here who can help you and work with you. But, but Preach. you know, she's pretty. So... We're, I'm just gonna stare at her. She's distracting. Like, fuck off, people. I'm raising. I'm raising boys, and that's like my biggest thing with my kids is like, uh, look for people for their brain, not for yeah. like they might be pretty. Like my my oldest boy does play soccer, and so they don't have females that help out with the team. I'm usually the one that if somebody gets hurt, they're like, uh, can you come help? Mm-hmm. And it's happened. But uh, you know, they also train with a girls' team. And I'm like, and, but I don't, and I'm like, I always joke, like I kind of joke with him sometimes. I'm like, so you watching the girls? And he's like, no, cause like, <laughs> who cares? And I'm like, and when he was younger, I used to laugh because I'm like, yeah, you'll, you'll care. And I mean, you'll care. <laughs> and the, now he's 16. He's had, you know, a couple girlfriends and stuff like that. Now yeah. it's like, okay, just like, let's remember that the women that are around you are professional with, like they are not there just to be ogled at. And I think it's important like to teach the like our kids, I don't know. I, of course, it's important. How old was that? Was that clinic supervisor? That was, honestly, I have no idea. Like an old dude? No, I don't. I I know. I don't. I I truthfully a, don't know. Because that's an old dude comment. It, oh, a thousand percent, it is. Do you know what I mean? But I, I I'd be shocked to hear that come out. I was of, gonna like, say a, you a would be shocked, but I'm not shocked based no. on. Everything that happened in 2020 and seeing the commentaries from people who are my own age, like a lot of the young, um, super privileged males that I grew up with and seeing the shit that they think is acceptable to say. and Like what? Give me an example. I don't know. Like, for example, I saw uh, one of them today post something about a trans athlete and the tone of the entire post was making fun of this woman who, you know, she's she's playing on a I think at a college level playing on the um, like the women's team. And ethics aside, whether you think this is right or wrong or whatever, the, the tone of the post was really like joking about her and making fun of her. And I was like, see, you being like a young guy that grew up like like the same time frame that I did, it's disgusting to me that that's where your mind goes. And like at, he was rallying everybody else with him and it was just making fun of this person. Ooh, people, eh? Yeah, people are it's, dicks. It happens a lot. Like I, I'm like, I mean, I grew up in a small town. Like everybody's like that. Mm. And like all the guys I grew up with are kind of like that. And I just, but at the same time, they're respectable. But then at the same time, they're, they're not like I've, I had a friend who we went out one time and he introduced me to somebody else and was like, oh, this is my friend. She's my like special massage therapist. And I was just like, um, nope, no. And this person contacted me after the fact, conversation done, week or two goes by, and they were like, are you, like, legit or are you, like, 
rub and tug kind of person. I'm like, no, no, I'm like, I'm an RMT. I'm, I'm legit. Like I have a clinic and nice friend to even set you up for that. You know, <laughs> I, I, there, I've had people, a person, my kid. So my three younger kids play hockey. By the way, for everyone listening, I'm going to frame this. Alana looks pissed right now. We're about to hear a rant. <laughs> we are about this to one, hear a rant. This one's, this one's pretty good. This one, like, it it demeaned. Like, I felt really demeaned. And rumors started about me because of this. So we, I was at the arena the one day, and I had some guy that I knew. And he was, he has a reputation of kind of being pigheaded fine whatever do what you do and he yelled through the arena about me and basically that i i have a rub and tug and i stopped dead in my tracks and because i was like you're being so like you're walking through you know common area and it's yeah. like hey how's it going blah, blah, blah. and then he was like oh yeah this is so like to whoever he was with this that's blah, blah, blah. and i'm like Oh my god. I'm like, no. And I like stopped in my tracks. I'm like, no. I'm like, you can't and I turned around. I'm like, you can't say these things. Mm-hmm. And then this rumor started going around like that I have a rub and tug. And I'm like, where? What am I doing? Like what someone explained to me with all my time that I'm doing this. Cause I'm either in my office or I'm with my kids at a sport. I'm like, so at what point can this even physically happen? So is this what you were alluding to when, you know, this whole idea yeah. of you coming on the podcast yes. came up? That was and where the smart ass comment came from. You know from. what? It's really <laughs> it's really unfortunate because here sitting on our couch, we have a woman who is highly educated. You know, you've did some courses in OTA, PTA. You've been you were a nurse and you were a nurse for many, many years. You had a whole career as a nurse. You have children. You're a mother like you. And now you go back to school for a professional career as a registered massage therapist. And the only thing that somebody again, Mark, our age like this is this is the fuck up thing. Mm. These are not old men. This is somebody our age who is now reducing her. And I'm not saying, you know, because everyone knows Emily Muse. I love her. We love her. That is a legitimate career, but that's not the same as being a registered massage therapist and having all this education and being a regulated healthcare professional. And it's just, it's disrespectful that somebody would even like like make jokes like that yeah. about you because then of course there's going to be people who think there may be some truth to it and it's not helping with us getting solicited for no. this type of shit and that's and that's the thing like you get i don't know about you but i get messages regularly on my business pages from people asking like oh do you uh do you like what what kind of stuff do you like how much for extra and i'm like i know i actually do you think that stuff enough. stems from the those those small town rumors well some of the people I have no clue who they are. So, but I don't. I don't you know, know what else though too? There, there's there's a there's a website, and I won't say what the website is, but I saw this on on one of the RMT Facebook groups, and apparently this website is 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 like an adult service website where they 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 do postings for for escorts, they do postings for erotic massage and blah blah blah. So you can create a profile and, and advertise your services. Whoever runs this website. Also combed whatever neighborhood this is north of the city and took all the information from legit RMTs and threw it up on this website. Oh, you know what? Yeah, if so a bunch of RMTs are getting calls from people that are looking up this website looking for erotic massages. You know what? If that's what you do, 
like good on you like whatever do you you got to make money that's not what you do but that's yeah if that if you are trying to run a legitimate business like and it it, you shouldn't just be labeled like oh i don't know niagara has a lot of those kind of facilities and that's fine like do i can i can throw a rock out the window and there's tons of them yeah and like i said i have no issue with the businesses but i didn't go to school for two years and get a license to practice to you know be solicited for services that you know but i think that's why like we don't like we're considered so unprofessional in that because people don't take us seriously right like i don't like i can't get a doc like i very rarely can get a doctor to send referrals to me that's because they want money yeah but (laughs) you know what i mean like i when or even recommend like it's how often like i don't know about up in toronto but like in niagara like i don't know how often like not very often do our doctors like yeah you should try massage like i don't know i just i maybe it's in my head that there's this stigma but like I, but even if have... it isn't, even if it is in your head, it's there for a reason because you've now gone through all of this shit. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. is it so much in your head? No, you just you you. That's a lived experience for you at this point. So it's not even made up. Yeah, you know what I mean, doctors do tend to default to physio. I am noticing that there's a lot of doctors who are becoming much more open. You know, there are patients coming to me and saying, "My doctor, my doctor recommended that I get massage for this issue." So you know, I like to hear that, but I definitely think that you know the default is still physio when it's any kind of like soft tissue injury can i play devil's advocate for a sec because i don't believe what i'm going to say but i just want to know the answer from you guys here when is locker room talk overstepping when is the dudes doing the locker room talk just just went too far or is it always too far? I will let Alana give her opinion. I've got my own opinions okay. on that. But I let's see what she has to say. Right. Because if, if if that scenario happened with like three guys sitting around a table at a bar and it didn't go beyond just these three guys sitting around a table at the bar. But does it just stay there? In this in this scenario, it does, right? So in other words, that's that's kind of just just dumb locker room talk. And I'm not advocating for dumb locker room talk, but I'm just curious, where's the line on that for you guys? I'm just out of, out of curiosity. That's a hard like I don't I don't know because I I tend to have a personality that I can swing that way right, right, and right. I can joke that way like I really don't like you know there's a I don't know I feel like there's a limit I you know you can do the horny jokes and the you know all yeah, yeah, the yeah. sex stuff and blah 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 like I think it depends facts. on the source to be honest yeah. with you like okay. earlier when I said and you know how I don't like dicks and you're like yeah you do I know that coming from you that is meant to be playful and funny and hilarious you're not being demeaning towards me if there's some dude that i barely know yelling stuff across an arena right, right, with right. a bunch of strangers well, around yes, that's you've obvious. crossed the line yes. if i'm out sitting at a bar with so a bunch of guys line, i know okay yep. and they're just joking around you know there likely might come a point that i'm like okay enough's enough right. but if it's people that i know and i know that the spirit in which they're saying it isn't meant to be harmful and I am confident enough to sort of speak up and be like, okay, enough. But like you said, there's some people who are not. So I think it really, I think it really depends. And it happens on, with dudes yeah, on too. The source. Yeah, it happens with dudes like Curtis when he was here. For Curtis, if you remember Curtis from the Unprofessional yeah. Hour, he was saying the exact same thing when he was in massage school and he was a massage therapist. When he first started off, his friends would razz him all the time, and he's like, you know what? Fucking one comment, I'll let slide. Two comments, I'll let slide. Now this is an ongoing thing. We're gonna have fucking a battle at this point. Yeah, I mean, when it gets to a point of where you feel like, okay, this is just disrespectful now. Like it's yeah. not funny. 
money anymore, then I guess that's the line. But yeah, the source has a lot to do with it. If it's somebody that, you know, I like I don't know you well enough for you to be talking to me like that, then no, it's never okay. And I mean, I know, Mark, you've even had those scenarios where because you're a guy, how many times have you said to me, like, why do guys think they can just like engage in locker room talk with me because I'm a guy? Because you're a guy. It happens all the time. Yeah. I had I I had a patient right out of school. I was working at a very small uh, clinic and we just brought in a chiropractor. It was a male chiropractor. And we were both co-treating this one patient and was kind of towing that line during treatment. And then it kind of finally got to the point, like, he was just like, oh, do you do, like, home treatments? So, like, what about, like, extras and blah, blah. And he was telling me about, like, he was going to leave his wife and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, you know, I get, like, sometimes when you're in getting a massage, like, you chit-chat. And then mm-hmm. people tell you about their life and it is what it is. And that's fine. I, I do the same thing. Like, I, I try to relate to when my patients are talking. Like, I try to relate and be like, oh, yeah, my kids are like that, too. Like, you know what yep. I mean? But this guy was like... Just kind of like I was starting to get that uncomfortable feeling with every treatment I did with them. And the uncomfortable feeling most of the time is accurate. Oh, your gut. Yeah, your gut's always right. Yeah. And I just happened to mention to the chiropractor that was there the one night and I just said like, you know, this guy's been making some comments. I'm like, and I really like, I don't really appreciate it. And he goes, he was, he's certified in both massage and Cairo. So then he was like, well, then you know what? I'll just take over all of his treatments. I'll do his massages. I'll do his Cairo. Like, I'll just do everything. Mm. And I'm like, okay, do you. That's fine. And right after we had this conversation, the guy went into this, uh, went to see this chiropractor and he was like, she's hot. I tapped that. And when the Cairo was done with him and he left, he goes, you're never treating him again. Mm. (laughs) He's like. Because he just said this. And Did this the Cairo like, have him back? Did he allow him to come back into the clinic? I can't remember if it was a massage run office and he was just like, we we just kind of worked there. Right. But I actually think that, I don't think he ever came back. I think he realized that, I think he, he might have come for a couple more like Cairo yeah. treatments. And the irony was fast forward, I think a year or two later. And... I had still been in contact with the Cairo at that point, and I was no, neither of us were working at this place anymore. And he goes, you want to hear something funny? I go, what? He goes, I will, he had just moved into this apartment building. He goes, I was walking into my new apartment building, and he goes, there's that guy standing right there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I wouldn't have had that guy back. I would have been like, we're, we're done here, and you can't come back. You can't come in here and talk about our, any, any staff member like this. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're out. Get out of here. That's just... No, 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 whatever. Well, that's the thing is like when you say where is the line drawn, if we don't draw a line, then people like those type of people are going to push it and push it and push it and see how far they can go. So do you ever when what is your what is your what is your comeback to it? I'm curious because and when you're doing your comeback, are you ever worried about the repercussions of whatever you're going to do? Do you know what I mean? Like if you if you decide to if you decide to kill it with humor, are you worried like, shit, this is just not going to get my point across? If you decide to be aggressive, are you worried that this may escalate and this may turn into aggression coming back at me? Like, or does, or does none of this even matter in those moments? I don't know. I'm just asking. Because I had a couple thoughts on like, uh, and like things that I just instinctively would have said in those moments. Like if some guy's like, oh, would you do extras? I'm like, yeah, I charge by the inch. For you, it's free. And you know, because... <laughs> 
when you tell a guy that he's got a small fucking wiener, he'll shrivel up really, really fast. He'll feel like an idiot. Do you know what I mean? But that can also lead to a major uh, a blowback of aggression coming towards you. Or if you are very firm, that could also lead to very much an aggressive comment coming back at you. So are you ever cautious about these types of things or or do you not even think that fast in those moments i don't know yeah lena how do you handle it when somebody does make an offside comment to you um i try to keep it as perfect like only like only the one time what that first year right out of school like did i ha- did i ever feel like in a treatment i was like uh and but i didn't really you had somebody on i don't even know when ago um and you they were talking about somebody having a boner on the table and okay. stuff. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, it's only it's, I, it's, I, I only that can, story's happened many times. Yes. I think it was <laughs> but the I, professional hour with the two with the with our lesbian yes, couple. Yes, yeah. yes, that's what it was. I I can only recall so vividly purely because oh yeah, I listened to you guys on the way up here, <laughs> <laughs> and they said then like in the moment you're just like uh what do you, like okay no thanks because you you just caught off guard yeah but then. When you go, when you roll back, you're like, "Damn it! I should have said this." Fuck. Do you feel <laughs> you have to stay professional in those moments? Because I don't know about you guys. As soon as someone comes at me in a very unprofessional way, I have no problems throwing out my professional shit out the window, and I will get down on your level, and we can do it like this if you really want to. I have no problem doing that because that's just me. I feel very comfortable being aggressive like that. So I'm fine in Danny to be, you know, to have a, a proper, you know, interaction with you, a professional, quote unquote, professional interaction. But when you flip the switch on me, I don't keep the smile and the professional and have a good day, sir, and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you fucking, you, this is, we're going to have words now. We're going to have it. We're going to have it out right now. And I'm going to let you know how I think about everything you say and do. And I don't care where it lands me, which is not a, uh, it's not a good thing that I that I do, well, but I think that I think it's different because like you guys are in a big city, right? Like mm. it's not like everybody yeah, knows so who you, you are, right? Like so, I for me, Niagara's small. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Rumors fly about like everybody. Wow. So if you all of a sudden, if you have someone be because it always gets flipped, right? Where you're the one doing wrong, even though maybe something wasn't done, like you didn't do something, something was done to you and it was your reaction. It's, oh my God, did you hear they treated this patient like this? And oh my, like, and then it just goes and then you're offside and that's it. And so you have to watch what you say. I mean, just naturally, I'm not the overly aggressive type. Like you have to push me really, really far for me to be aggressive. Like if somebody were to say something to me in a treatment room that was completely inappropriate, I don't think I would, you know, make a small dick joke. I think that because what would play through my head is then they're going to come back at me and get very rude and then it's going to turn into something, right? And I don't, I would rather not. So for me, it would be more like, okay, no, not happening. And I, you know, I might shut it down or shut the treatment down saying that we're not doing this anymore, but I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get rude unless I really, really had to be because I don't want the confrontation. I want them out of my face as quickly as possible. Mm. And most of the time, I think if you if you start being like, I mean, I guess you can do it because you look kind of scary. Mm. There's nothing <laughs> scary about me. I was gonna be like, I don't, but I don't. I, I look at Mark and I don't. I don't see scary. scary. I don't see scary with Mark. Thank you. Wait till he gets mad. Well, oh no, I would believe that. I would believe that. I'd be, I I would a thousand percent be like, you're not someone to fuck with. But like to look at you and just have a cover, like you're like yeah, a little well, teddy bear. It's thank, fine. You. thank you. He's like, at least somebody appreciates. <laughs> I'm cuddly. <laughs> 
because I wish, and I can, I'm just saying it from a dude standpoint, but I recognize like all of the factors that are in play, why people don't respond, but, or, or respond the way I, the way I, I think I would like you to respond in those moments. But I wish that most of the time the females would just shut it down. Like we're done. I'm leaving this room. I need you out of, I need you out of my clinic in the next five minutes. That's it. Yeah. You Put know what? Get out of here if right you, now. You can't let people like that have power because that's what they want, right? Like they want to be in control of the room. But like Alana said, you get taken you get taken back, you know, you get thrown off, you're not expecting it, something like that comes out and you freeze in the moment. So I understand why a lot of female therapists freeze because you were not expecting it. Yep. So if we could all be a little bit better at just getting in that moment, like very firm, absolutely not. You're not going to talk like that. And either saying like, that's it, this well, treatment that. is done. Or... How about just don't be a dick to your therapist? Well, like... yeah, but unfortunately, <laughs> it's not the happen. dicks are not listening yes. to us right now. <laughs> so um, yeah, for female therapists, we, you know, we just have to make sure that we're shutting it down you and not what, giggling about it, not ignoring I think, it. I think there's probably a couple just small psychological pieces that can probably go a long way when you first get with a patient, right? And just random stuff, like certain things that you can do that command a little bit more respect within the room. So things like as soon as you meet somebody, you take up physical space. Yeah. Right, you're you're not the you're not the small body in the corner of the room. You command all of the physical space you're in. I'm walking down the hall. I'm walking down the middle of the hall. I'm big with my body because as soon as that happens, psychology from a psychological standpoint, it's like mm, that's a respectful thing. Like I'm not going to mess with that. Don't allow yourself to ever be fucking cut off. I'm talking. You're going to talk over me? No, 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 no. That's not the way this works. Like those are like just kind of little pieces yep. where those automatically, from a psychological standpoint, start to command. And a little bit more respect. I think that actually has probably been what's helped me a lot in in not having a lot of these interactions is when somebody comes in, I am just naturally very loud. I'm not a small person. And I'm as soon as they come in, it's hi, how are they? And I send them to the room. I don't really give them a lot of chance to talk. Like I start out with my interview and I'm talking and I take over the conversation. And I think that does really make people look at it like, okay, I'm not I'm not going to be getting anywhere with this person because I, I don't let people talk. Nobody, people try to speak and I cut them off. <laughs> I mean, those are some small, like, psychology pieces that yeah. can, I don't know. I think, might help out. I agree. Like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm bigger now because I have four kids, but like, I've always been <laughs> like a tinier chick. Like, I mean, my kid's taller than me and I don't, I don't know. I just, I found. I actually, for the first time, and it it wasn't anything sexual or anything. I just had this patient that kept not showing up. Right. And he booked in and I kind of just said to him, like, and I had been getting so angry because I'm like, fuck, why? I keep wasting my time. Like, we had, like, he would no show, no show, no. And I'm like, he'd book an appointment, show up for one appointment, then no show for the next three and then book another appointment. I'm like, fuck, we need to just stop letting this guy come into the office. And he came in. I'm like, he booked in. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I'm driving in here so early. He's not going to show up. I'm going to be fucking livid. I It's early. I haven't had enough coffee in me yet. <laughs> like, this is just... You know, it's just like one yeah. of it's it like my my Tuesdays are like a Monday. And it was uh and I finally just said to this guy, he's on the table, I'm like, listen, I'm like, if you no show again, I'm done. Like that's it. And he Get just kinda looked it. at me, he's like, I, I don't know what you mean. And I'm like, No, you've shown like you've no showed for more appointments than you've shown up for. I'm like and I was like, I'm not trying to be a bitch. I'm really sorry. I'm like, but like this is my time. You're wasting my time, you're wasting like 
See, I'm losing money. I'm losing. Like, I wouldn't have even done the. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a bitch. I would have left all that shit out and just left it as you book again and you don't show up. We're done. And then it would have been also like this is a waste of my time. Blah blah blah. There's no apology in it here. Why? I apologize why apologize? For everything. You know what I mean? So Canadian. <laughs> yeah. I, I so I'm always like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel like that's my literally my entire practice is when I'm working on somebody and you like you hit something. You're like mm, you hit that trigger point. You're like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> no, I had a client years ago. Um, he didn't no show often, but we also like I I upheld the cancellation policy pretty well. But I've always done this where I give somebody warning. the The reason I do this is because the first time they no show, even though yes, it's posted on the website, mm-hmm. I've already explained it to them, but. I usually give people a one-time grace, you know, something could have happened, whatever. So he no shows for an appointment. And of course I call him, whatever. And it's, oh, I'm so sorry, blah, 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 blah. So he rebooks the next time he comes in. And so when he came in the next time, I had the talk with him and I said, you know what? It was your first time no showing. I'm going to let that one slide. But just to remind you, this is the cancellation policy. So if this happens again, I will have to charge you. He's like, oh yeah, I don't know, problem. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm like, okay. So we go through that treatment. He rebooks me for the following week. Fucking no shows again. So I call him and he, oh, it totally slipped my mind. I thought it was Thursday, whatever. And I said, okay, no problem. Um, and we rebooked him to come in. So when he came in the following time, I said, as a reminder, you know, I told you the last time you know showed that if it happens again, I have to charge you. So today you're going to have to, you know, pay for pay the cancellation yeah. fee for the last time and pay for today. And he just stared at me blankly and he goes, seriously? I was like, what? what do you mean seriously? Do you think I was just telling you that as an empty threat? Yes, seriously. So he paid me for both appointments and he never booked with me again. I'm like, you know, I don't care because I don't need that in my practice. I don't need somebody that's going to show up when they feel like it. And your apologies don't pay my fucking bills. So if you're not going to show up, I don't need you here. Unless fate's facts, we work in a field where it's, if you don't come in, we're not getting paid. Exactly. I had someone who booked one day like called one day for an appointment the next day and it wasn't like a short it was a 90 minute appointment that's a long fucking time yep for an appointment and that's like it's a good chunk of money and i was like i i sat there and like okay this and this person's are like already annoys me and so i'm like (laughs) never a good start (laughs) no right like they used to come in for short appointments and then she started coming in for longer and longer and longer and just drives me bonkers and it is again is what it is it's my famous line my mother keeps telling me i say it too much and (laughs) so uh i i was like okay i had mentally you know when you have to like mentally prepare for a patient i I was like fully mentally prepared for this and i'm like okay i have this chick it's 90 minutes like just let's just get through it and then she fucking didn't show up party was a little happy though right oh oh yeah oh no there was there pain in the ass so. yeah there was there was definitely a, a bit of me that was like yes but then there was but then i ended up having like a three and a half hour gap in my day because just how she booked and how appointments fell and i was like yeah that's annoying oh my god and i was so annoyed just for that fact but then she came in, she showed up the next day. I was fully booked back to back. Like I was overbooked and she showed up and had the biggest temper tantrum in my lobby. Saying what? What was the temper oh, tantrum? She, I, she thought her appointment was the she day was like, she showed yeah. up. She, she, she's like, I'm here for my appointment. And I was, wa- I had a patient. I was walking this patient into the, into my room. And I looked at her and I'm like, 
And I turn around. I'm like, one. I said to the, my patient, I'm like, one second. I need to deal with this. And she's like, okay, no worries. I'll just go get on the table. And I'm like, okay. Right? Because most people are cool. I'm like, whatever. Yep. So I turn around. I'm like, she goes, I'm here for my appointment. I'm like, well, your appointment was yesterday. And she goes, no, it wasn't. I'm like, yes. Yes, it was. And she's like, well, can't you just like no. fit me in? I'm like, no, I'm fully booked. Do you see? Like, our waiting room is full. Like, no. And she was like, well, I'm a loyal cut client here. Blah, blah. I'm like, then you should have came when you were booked. I said, you booked. You booked. <laughs> I said, you, your appointment was yesterday. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. And I said, we tried contacting you. I said, no answer at any, anything, anything that any way to contact yeah, what does excuse does she have for that i mean everybody has a there's, cell phone so no she no. had a missed call from the she, clinic on her cell phone not even that when she gets the message like you missed your appointment today what makes you think that i can show up the next day and be like i'm here for my appointment well we fucking left you a message yesterday saying that it was yesterday and you missed it yeah, so we don't don't play, that don't play stupid with me right and now. we had like i had just changed like the between the last time she'd been there and like i had changed my cancellation policy because i had a bunch of like i was i went through this like month or two like obviously this is pre-covid um phase where people just weren't showing up and i was just get, i was getting so livid because i'd go from having a fully booked schedule and you couldn't get in with me to you know having these people just cancel last minute no show and i was like forget this like i'm losing way too much money here yep. i can't afford this i you gotta pay i don't care like because i'm the type of person i gotta like i get it i have kids shit happens see the thing is shit happens yes but there is never an excuse not to even contact a person like if you have not shown up unless like you or somebody else has been in a severe accident or somebody died like you actually have no excuse even to give a phone call or an email or something and say like fuck I got stuck on the subway or you know my kid's school yeah. just called I got to go pick them up yes I can be completely understanding but if I don't even hear from you you don't yeah. have an excuse to me unless you were in jail i don't understand that's what i mean why like there be, unless there was, was zero communication unless yeah. there is some and it's funny because when somebody doesn't show up and i don't hear from them when i send them a note to like let them know like you missed your appointment because usually i'll try calling if i don't get an answer then i'll send an email yeah. and the subject of the email is missed appointment and i will hope say okay. i hope you're okay yeah. because implying like unless you are injured or yeah. dead not really sure why you're not here yeah, or, or didn't call didn't, me. Didn't have any correspondence. Yeah, like when I went down on my motorcycle the last time I went down on my motorcycle, like the one of the first things I did was like I texted the receptionist <laughs> at work. I'm like, you know, and I'm not gonna, I'm not making it in. Can you please let people know. Well, I'm even not when be I got in, in my as car I'm lying accident, there on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you remember when I got my car accident? I was actually heading to take my kids to the hair appointment. Yeah. The first person I called was Mark when I got in the accident. I was just like, uh, come here, some dude just hit me. But the second call was to the hair place. And I was like, so sorry we're not gonna make it yeah, <laughs> because I, it's common fucking courtesy <laughs> i always feel so horrible like i'm the type of person where if you're 10 minutes early you're late so i show up to everything early because <laughs> i'm like you know coming here i text you I, I'm like i get it i i i'm like i think mark i'm here very, i have mark no idea very much like that i, get it. Um, I don't like to no, just show up no and start no we're I like we're to... spanish and like my my ex-husband is horrible for that and it drove me nuts our entire marriage because <laughs> you don't show up for any like if someone tells you five o'clock you show up at seven mm. and i hated that right 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 <laughs> then you get lumped in with that eh yeah like that i sucks. it's like it's i grew up my my dad like i grew up here my dad grew up here like i i'm very like 
on time and my my dad like hammered into me like you have to be early to everything like i don't know i just i'm that kind of person yeah, i gotta I well it. i also just feel like if you've made an appointment and you have a set time like you can arrange your day like unless something so over the top happens like for example we live in toronto you have to account for traffic yeah. right now it's winter you have to account for weather so even still like unless there's something unbelievable like you know there's a blizzard or whatever i'm like yeah, well you're just this is just poor planning so as i said to you when you came in um a friend of mine that i haven't seen since covid because obviously you can't see anybody um it's a beautiful day out today she said do you want to go for a walk like, do you want to just come park in my driveway? I'll meet you outside. We'll go for a walk in the neighborhood so I can see your face. And I was like, okay, we yes. can do that. So yes. we, you know, we went for a walk. We, you know, we kept our distance, but we went for a walk together. And um, she told me, okay, be at my place at two o'clock because she also has four children and, you know, she's working around their schedule. So yes, I understand because she has kids. It was not, but I, she is the type of person that time is a suggestion to her always <laughs> yes and it drives me fucking bonkers as well because if you tell me to be somewhere at two o'clock i'll be there at two o'clock so i pulled in her driveway at five to two and i text her and i said whenever you're ready i'm here so at two o'clock she does pop her head out but she's still got a baby on her hip i'm like i thought she said he'd be napping she's like oh yeah just running a bit behind i just gotta go nurse him change his diaper and put him down for a nap i'm like that's like a fucking 20 minute yeah. adventure like what am i that doing doesn't, here that doesn't happen in 30 seconds seconds <laughs> yeah, it was like okay sure so yeah by the time we actually started walking it was 20 minutes after the time we were supposed to and i was like you know i gotta leave by three to go pick up my kid and then go record a podcast right yeah. she's like oh yeah that's okay he only sleeps for about 45 minutes i was like cool well i guess hmm. you know 45 minutes is better than nothing yeah. but I, I have a few friends like that that time is a suggestion and i i brought it up to one of my girlfriends the other day that she are you jealous like that. That they can get away with it like I feel stressed by time. Time time stresses the fuck out of me. And you as get much as I as much as I hate when people are late for shit, there's also a part of me it's like how do you do this and not even care? Like how, how what is in you that you can just come and go as you please and there's a certain amount of freedom that's there that I'm slightly jealous of because I can't fucking do that. Yeah, no. I cannot don't, do that. Don't be jealous of it. Be, like I don't have that. Like I get I get anxious when I'm running late for things. I'm not as good as Mark. Like I don't show up or you. I don't show up like 10, 15, 30 minutes early for things but I don't like the feeling of being late so when I am running late it's it causes me severe anxiety. Like it drives me nuts but I have this one friend who is exactly what Mark just described. Like you know we tell her to be somewhere at a a certain time and then I can call her like 10 minutes before she's supposed to be there and she's like okay I just gotta straighten my hair and I'm out the door I'm like I don't understand yeah like I don't understand why your hair isn't fucking dry and straight already and why you're not even on route like I don't understand I always, you know that like the the saying about chicks always take so long to get ready for dates and stuff like that I'm like Absolutely. I don't understand this because I I'm ready an hour ahead of time like what are you talking about like I <laughs> I am ready and I'm probably waiting on you for a date but you like, still took long <laughs> to get ready though you just you just started getting ready like earlier so you can be there and ready to rock and roll no I'm, I'm guilty of that <laughs> when I have to like get dolled up when I say have to like if I'm if I'm going somewhere where I want to get dolled up I always, I always like underestimate how much time it's going to take me. I'm like, oh, I can totally like shower, dry my hair, do my hair and my makeup, whatever in 45 minutes to an hour. Can I, I can't. Can I ask you a question? Because <laughs> I have no idea. When you are in those moments, what is more important? The time 
and getting wherever you need to be on time or actually the process of getting ready? Like, do you sacrifice getting ready and like just to be on time? Depends where I'm going. Or are you like, oh yeah, okay. Depends where I'm going. Like I said, if I, if I have a place where I want to have my hair done, have my makeup done, whatever, then I feel incomplete if I've had to skip steps to get out the door. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I might be, you know, running in at the last second because I decided to finish my hair. If I'm like, coming to treat a patient who's going to be, you know, prone most of the time and they're not going to see my face. I'm like, whatever. Fuck it. Wash and go. <laughs> but- you know what COVID's made me realize though? The eyes are not the ugly part of someone's face. Because <laughs> well- every, every, most of what I've seen with people wearing masks, I'm like, you guys all look fucking beautiful. Everyone looks beautiful. That dude looks beautiful. This lady looks beautiful. Everyone looks beautiful. Because from here up, everyone looks great. So the, the disaster that is your face I mean, apparently cra- listen, is what's covered by a crazy, mask. There are crazy-eyed people. Like where I live, there are crackheads left, right, and center, center and there are eyes are like bugging out of their head oh yeah i can imagine I, that. yeah yeah they put like <laughs> online negra the negra regional police always put out like the weekly um uh, most wanted mm. and i use it to my for my kids and i'm like this is why we don't do drugs boys <laughs> this is why we don't do drugs because it shows like i'm like because you will look all it is mask. is their eyes are like sideways <laughs> and i'm like yep this is this is it <laughs> it is hard to tell what somebody looks like when you only see the upper half it of their is face fucking trippy because then you then you see the upper half of their face and then you create this whole idea of what they might look like and then they take their mask off you're like that's oh, so not what i was not- thinking it's not even that i was thinking anything but that was not what i was thinking <laughs> have you done not in a good way or a bad way just have you way. done the like you're looking at people and they're staring at you like they know you and it's like i have no idea who the fuck you are right now that has happened to me once i, th- I can't remember if i told the story on an episode before but i was in the parking lot the out here <laughs> this is true I w- yeah exactly i was in the parking lot out here and some guy was driving like driving by me and he was waving to me and so i waved just you know i was being friendly i thought maybe it's a guy that works in the building or whatever he gets out of his car and he puts his mask on i'm like it's my fucking client but i'd never seen the bottom of his face because he became a client like after i reopened in june of 2020 so i had never seen his mouth before so he's waving to me and i'm like i don't know who that is even last night um you know the irish woman that i've been treating weekly for the last month um i had never seen the bottom half of her face she drove in at the same time as me yesterday so we parked next to each other so we we like smiled at each other from our car windows and I was like, oh, that's what you look like. She was thinking she has a very thing. nice she, smile. She was like, oh, that's what you look like. <laughs> yeah, we had never seen each but other's were you, face were before. Were you shocked or were you like, hmm, that's not what I expected? Yeah, you know what? It wasn't, it, I I guess I didn't realize that I had created a face for her until I saw her face and I was like, yeah, no, it's not what I thought you looked like under there. Mm, but interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting to see the other half of her face. It's like, it's COVID life though. I know. Like, I'm you getting just, used you, to not seeing faces. I don't think I will. I don't think I ever will. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of, like, I hate, I just hate wearing masks. I just don't like pe- things touching me. Mm. And... I hate like the masks always like st- have fuzzies that go up your nose and like I feel like all I have day- never had that issue. People always complain about no. that. I never have like masks, things going up my masks nose. Masks don't bother me. I actually feel really comfortable walking around with a mask on. I don't know. Something about not being able to see my face makes me really, really fucking even more comfortable. <laughs> I, I'm I'm actually really comfortable with you not seeing my face, most people. 
I'm good with it. It's like, I don't know. I mean, Niagara, Niagara has a whole lot of like break and enters and thefts and stuff like that. And everybody's in, and it's like, well, you can't tell who anybody is anymore because everybody's in freaking masks. Yeah. Yeah. You can get away with anything. What do they do at the liquor store then? Like, they're not asking for ID, are they? They're they're not asking you to take your mask off. I assume they're still asking for ID, but none of (laughs) us are are young enough to get ID'd anymore. Like, seriously, what do you, like, I can be an 18-year-old kid that walks into the liquor store with my mask the fact and, a, that, and a toque on. The fact like, that we are not getting ID'd, we should all be slightly offended and realize we need better night cream because no, no, no. you can oh, only hey, see Hey, I, I, I get ID'd when I have to, when when we're not COVID, but I'm just curious, like, are you they, get ID'd? You do? Yeah, oh yeah. Even when Come I was, on. Even when I used to buy cigarettes, even up until fucking last year when I was smoking, I would get ID'd at the fucking gas station, like, because you gotta be, you gotta look under 20, I mean, I, I, I know that. You I get, look I, young I get, I get asked you've got a, a beautiful when I, face when I used but to come smoke on. I used to get that a lot and then even at the, even occasionally at the liquor store wow I haven't I've, been ID'd in years I have gotten ID'd at the liquor store but I haven't in a while but the I have the best stories I took my my son who's you know six one and 16 and whatever it is what it is <laughs> and we went out for lunch back when you could go out for lunch I can't remember what was going on. He might have had soccer or something. Whatever. It doesn't matter. And so him and I were sitting there. We're talking about um, the upcoming school year and just, you know, life. And the waitress flirted with him so hard <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> and I'm I'm laughing. I'm giggling as she's doing it. And then she goes, take our drink orders. And I'm like, yep, I'm going to have a glass of wine. And she goes, and what would you like? And he's like, oh, I just want a nice tea or Coke or whatever. And she goes, oh, you don't want a beer? And he goes, he's like, nope, I'm okay. I just want a nice tea. And she was like, okay. And then we have our meal and we go to pay. And she comes back and... She must have overheard us talking about school. And she's like, oh, she's like, um, are you going to Brock? She's like, what are you taking at Brock? And my son looks at her and he goes, Brock. <laughs> and she goes, yeah. And he goes, I'm in high school. I'm only 15. And her face just dropped. And she here she was like trying to offer him booze and stuff. And he's like, I'm only in high school. And I was howling her. She was she went beat red. And I'm like doing everything in my power not to like bust out crying because I'm like trying not to laugh. And I was the just fact like, that this she poor girl. thought that he was older and he's sitting there with a woman and you don't look old like might she have thought you guys were on a date and she's just flirting with your date i have no idea like first you try to offer 15 year old booze and then you're hitting on someone that might be on a date girl you gotta think about your life choices (laughs) right now i was howling i I got in the car i called my mom i'm like oh my god my son's like mom stop i'm like no this is like the funniest thing ever in the entire world right now it's like i'm loving this moment (laughs) my mom looks really young um I, i mean she always has she has like really nice skin she just she looks youthful and uh one time when i was in my early 20s her and i were out walking after dinner together one night and the two of us got picked up by a group of guys that were about my age thinking that we were like friends how old were you when this happened i was probably 20 between 20 and 22 22 year old people don't go for walks after dinner that's an old people thing no i'm just kidding i used to go for walks with my mom after dinner all the time mom there's probably your mom's idea let's go for of course it was my mom's idea that is an old person thing so why would two dudes anyway try to pick up but anyway so let's say let's say i was 22 (laughs) then my mom my mom's 24 years older than i am right so like she wasn't old 
but she was not 22 and this group of guys tries to hit on us and you should have seen my mom she's like gleaming i'm like guys this is my mother they're like oh and she's like shut up i'm like mom yeah but that gives you faith that gives you faith i know like i know when not you know you're gorgeous anyways but like when you're in your 40s like we're listen we're still under 40 we're under 40 so it gives us it gives you faith that like when you're in your 40s that and you have a 20 something year old kid that like shit i'm gonna look that good still damn yeah um i started having children much later than you did alana (laughs) when i'm in my 40s i won't have a 20 something year old kid Mm. oh my god yeah it's so it's so trippy so my when I was 18, my dad was the age Mark is now. So I showed Mark a picture of my dad and I when he was 45. And I was like, this is my father at 45 with his 18 year old daughter. Like, isn't it? It's so trippy. And like, you're 45 and you've got a six year old daughter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what? Whatever. You got to do what you go with what works for you. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to have kids young, though. I, I, I get why some people would. It's either I feel like there's some people with the mentality. I want to have my kids young so that I can be the young mom and that, you know, when they grow up and they leave, then I'm still young enough to enjoy life. And I was the opposite. I'm like, I want to be young and irresponsible and enjoy life. And then in my 30s have kids yeah so you, you choose one i missed i missed the whole partying in my 20s so right. that's all i did are you gonna go are you gonna go get that back at some point you're well, gonna have I, to I, by the way i well i don't know because i like, think it's an unwritten rule that you gotta have your fuck off years at some point right now like i find like right now i'm having like a, my kids are at an age where i can be like hey you babysit and i'm going out like i'm single like i'm gonna go out i'm gonna go on a date i'm gonna go do whatever so wait are you on are you on the tinder i am not on the tinder i am not on dating sites i'll come i have tried it it is not no no wait wait, wait, wait. why why are you going no 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 after you've tried it what what happens on the tinder i i I have no idea what happens on the tinder tell me what happens on the tinder can you stop calling it the tinder what happens happens on the tinder It's just, like, you just, oh my God, the dick pics and the yeah, unsolicited, like, everything. Like, I just, you know, and I started seeing, like, and I started getting creeped out because I was seeing, like, married men from around, like, that I know. Oh. And I'm like, oh, small oh, town. This is, yeah, small town, right? So I'm like, uh, why are you on the Tinder? You're welcome, Mark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're ma- like, and I would look at it and be like, I know for a fact you're married. See, I saw you with your this, wife like this, the other day. And, and the the people who could, the tech company or whoever created AshleyMadison.com used to get into shit. Everyone used to be like, you're promoting this cheating mentality, blah blah blah. And their their comeback was, we created this platform because AshleyMadison.com. I don't know if it still exists. Does it still exist? Do you guys know if it still exists? No idea. Know. Was it, Did is, you get in trouble? Is, is, a, is a website? There was a, yeah, there was a breach, and so all of these, oh, yes. all of these people, people that were using it. Right, but the whole, right, the right. whole idea of the platform, but, like Mark was saying, is to to keep people who are no, okay with this. No, but in it, one it wasn't. Place. It wasn't even that. It was they did their research on normal dating websites, and they when uh, when they did the research, they're like two thirds of people that are on singles dating websites. They're not fucking single. Right. So why don't we create this platform for people that want to have these these extra fun things or whatever they are, and that way they can just do it, and everyone knows what they're getting into. So if I know I'm going to go find someone that's with somebody else, I can go here, and I don't have to hide or anything on this stuff. That was the idea behind it. But now I do remember there was a confident there was, there was a, a confidentiality a breach, breach yeah. and then people's information was out and that's the last website where you'd want your information to be out when you 
probably shouldn't be on it to begin with. I can just imagine like the people who would sign, who would probably sign up for that website to try to catch their partner. Like you'd think like, oh, you know, if you're suspecting your partner's having an affair, you sign up for a site like that to see like, are they on it? Can I find them? <laughs> There's, do you know what? There's been times, and it, this, this is going to sound horrible, but whatever. I would like, I'd debate like, should I screenshot this and just keep this in my little full in this like <laughs> as a listen, you want to say like, you know, you want to do say something, do something like I and I I know I know where you're at. Like, I know I what got, you're doing. Yeah, I actually did something like that one time. I ended up not using it, but I threatened somebody like that one time. Um, It was for my own selfish reasons. I wasn't like being um, I wasn't being helpful to the other party involved. It was my um, I was. I was bitter and being just being a bitch, I guess. But there was a guy I met on St. Patrick's Day. I met him through a friend. He was a friend of a friend. And um, so I ended up hooking up with this guy on St. Patrick's Day many, 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 many years ago. And then the next day he like, I, I think he added me to Facebook or something. And then I noticed within like a day or two that I could no longer see, like we were still Facebook friends, but stuff that was there wasn't there. So like I could no longer see his photos or his wall. And I was like, that's so strange. Cause the first day when he added me to Facebook, all that stuff was there. So I was like, I wonder why he would do that. Anyway, I did a little bit of digging because as I said, he was a friend of a friend and found out that he had like a long-term girlfriend, but she was long distance. So anyway, I called him out on it and I was like, I have photos of us from that night I have the messages you sent me when you like I have all of this like how stupid are you yeah but anyway I ended up not doing anything I was just like Kate I'm gonna delete you now please don't ever talk to me again because now I know what type of what type of person you are but Mm. thank you yeah it's like I'm out I'm out (laughs) I mean for the amount of people that people say I sleep with I mean I didn't I wouldn't need a dating site but wow you live in like a soap opera world oh my god you know what I try I Honest to God, I go to work, I go home, I go to my kids' sports, I talk to basically nobody. I have, like, a very small group of friends that I, like, actually know my life. And I was out one day and I had uh, my my one son's friend's dad was like, can I talk to you for a second? And I'm like, okay. I'm like, what's up? And uh, he goes, uh, you know, you can, you don't have to answer me. He goes, but uh, I'm going to ask you something. He goes, there's a reason why I'm asking you this. He goes, but um, are you sleeping with this guy? And I'm like, and I it took me back. And I was just like, no. And I was like, and he, I was like, if I, if I was, I, I feel he must not have been good. I was like, cause he, <laughs> he, I don't remember this. <laughs> it's very unmemorable if it was and real. He, and I was like why like i because it caught me off guard like i like we were just a bunch of parents standing there and i'm like and he goes well because this guy's been hitting on my wife and it was getting to like a point and i was mm. like oh I'm like no 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 I'm so <laughs> he was hitting on this guy's wife so why did he what how did because you get apparently, sucked into I don't, this well apparently the rumor because you know small town um the rumor was he had been sleeping around with multiple people. Mm. And I feel like they literally just threw every single chick in our town 
Does that into ever, this group. Does that ever make you want to be like, I'm out of here? Do you know how many times I have just been like, I I want to pick up and I want to leave because I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. Do you stay because of the kids and all yeah. the stuff that they do and all their friendships that they have yeah. and everything else? Yeah. Yeah. The kid's life is there. I guess it's hard to just pick up and leave, but I had no idea. I mean, I shouldn't say I had no idea. Even working for a company, like when I had said at the beginning that I have been the um, at the center of rumors, like working in companies, it takes nothing for a rumor to no, start. It, like literally nothing. I was talking to my best friend about this. Um, she when she was working at one place, her and one of her male coworkers, they they had the same break time, so they used to have lunch together because they had the same break time. Two coworkers sitting and having lunch together, and suddenly rumors started about the two of them sleeping together. She's Obviously. married. She's married. She's like, no, that's not what's happening. And then actually she was on a competitive volleyball team, and um, they needed another player. And this coworker of hers, she knew he also played volleyball. And she said to me, you know, I didn't even ask him because, because I yeah. just didn't want to deal with the backlash of people thinking there was something going on between us. Like, I can't believe... How childish. Like Everyone has a work husband, though. I mean, you... I literally him. have a work husband. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, everyone... I, I feel like when you work in a place where there's guys and girls, like, everyone has a work husband and a work wife. Like, when I was nursing, like, I had a work husband when I worked long-term care. And it was the running joke. And even, like, he is remarried, has kids. Hmm. His second wife... I ran into her. They just had a baby a few months ago. I ran into her at Tim Hortons picking up coffee the one day. And I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? And one of the girls at the Tim Hortons knows both of us. And she was like, oh, you guys know each other? And this chick was like, oh, that's my my husband's ex-work wife. And I was just like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> At least she could have a sense of humor about it. <laughs> I was like, yep, yeah, back in – I was like, yep, yeah, 10 years ago, back in the day. <laughs> Pre-kids, pre, -kids, pre <laughs> So you're obviously like loving massage therapy as a career. I mean, being in a small town obviously is not the part of it that you love, but the career you love. Love. Where do you see yourself in five years? I know you said ultimate goal is to have a clinic. How soon is this happening? I don't know. COVID kind of. Yeah, that's a weird time. Too. Um, COVID kind of set me back. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just kind of a weird time at my clinic too, because we're in the clinic is in the process of moving uh, spots and so I, the clinic itself is growing like I think within a year of us being open I said to the Cairo that owns it I was like uh, yeah we're gonna grow this like really fast and now so are you happy there like you like this clinic I like it there's a few th things that have happened recently that I'm kind of like huh let have me taking a different view like i love what i do it just has me taking a different view of things it kind of put things in perspective you see me staring at you just waiting I know, for you to expand I know. i'm like i'll let you know. get there <laughs> i don't know how much i don't know how much i want to share just because i don't want it to come back at me <laughs> you don't have to share anything that will get you in trouble i will tell you the story off mic <laughs> all right sorry guys you can't know <laughs> <laughs> but it, it did it made me kind of question some things and but covid has put me covid put me behind a little bit and then january homeschool like i don't know about other 
families. I don't know. I know you complained a bunch about it. Do you see my face? Yes. You, you hated it. I'm yeah. still not over it. It was traumatic. <laughs> I, you know what? The last, I was actually, when they went back to school, I actually was like, I felt heartbroken because I was like, I got so used to you guys being home. I hate you, but Crazy. I got used to you guys being home. <laughs> Craziest thing was I was actually really, really sad. Her yeah. first, like it was the weirdest thing. I would like, I had been complaining and complaining. I wanted her to go back because she wasn't happy. It wasn't working. It was exhausting for me because I was still trying to fit in clients here and there when I could, but be with her. And it was awful. Then the first day she went back, I was like, oh, this is weird. Like I did, I did get really, really used to having everybody home again. It was just like, you know, when everything shut down in March 2020, for those like three months that I wasn't working, I just got really used to it was, being home and being with nice. the kids. Yeah, It was nice being home. It was nice. My life was so fast paced with sports and stuff. It was so nice to take that step back last March and yeah. just everything slowed down. And my oldest son was like, I think my body needed this. I'm mm. like, no shit. You haven't stopped doing stuff since you were three years old. I'm like this. And it was nice. I pulled my kids out of school the last week in December before Mar- before before March break. Before winter break, uh, there was an exposure. Well, we got the call that there was like a COVID case at their school. Mm-hmm. Uh, there hadn't been up to this point. I found out after the fact it was like a husband of a teacher and she, it was just all precautionary. Yeah. But my 11-year-old is immunocompromised. And I also help take care of my grandmother. And she's 88, so she's quite obviously immunocompromised. And she had a stroke last year. So it's, you know, we're very, very careful. Just she being cautious. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't, she hasn't, le- like, she basically hasn't left the house in a year. Um, So I'm like, okay, I, out of the utmost precaution, and I even, like, said, I, to- I made it known to my patients. I'm like, listen, there was... A case at my kid's school. I'm pulling my kids out. And I said to my family, like, the kids are staying home. That way we can have Christmas with grandma, right? So my kids were home from, like, December 14th. Yeah. So the first couple weeks, it was like, hey, whatever. It's Christmas break. I really don't give two hoots what happens. And it was utter chaos in my house. But then school started back. And I'm like, okay. And it was the first week was like, whatever. Because they didn't, teachers didn't know what was going on. Nobody knew what was going on. The first week was yeah, that such first a shit was, show. Yeah, that, that, that first week was a, was a gong show. It was, it was, that was ridiculous, was it not? Yeah. But then it's like, I, and I remember so clearly my youngest son's teacher comes on uh, and she goes, anyone that has their parents or guardians or mommies or daddies around, can they can they listen? Okay, we're not going back to school. And like, she had this heartbroken like look on her face. And I was like, oh God, she's like, because she was so like anti staying home. She was like, we got to be in school. It's better for the kids. Blah, blah, yeah. right? She's teaching eight year olds. And I was like, okay. So the first like two weeks, I'm like, this is a fucking gong show. I had four kids on four different schedules Mm. and everybody had breaks at different times. And so I was literally from one kid to the next, to the next, to the next. And the only my old, obviously 16. So he was up in his room, like yelling at everybody to shut up so he could hear his teacher. And I'm like, oh God, I can't handle. I don't know how you did it with four kids. That's what I said. Like anytime I would complain, I'm like, and I know I have nothing to complain about because I have one child to supervise and I hate it. I couldn't imagine. Or like the parents who had to work from home while this was going oh, on I as well. Oh, I couldn't do it. Like I, I had a few clients who were saying that they would actually be on their laptops until 12, 1 o'clock in the morning because they had to help their kids and then help them with homework. And then they would finally get to their own work. Like this, like, this isn't working. 
No. It was horrible. I have a girlfriend that has four kids as well, and she's working from home. Her husband works midnights, and the kids were home doing online learning. And she had, and she was like, the only bonus is the baby still got to go to daycare. And she's like, so it was only the three, but she was like, I don't think I, she's like, I'm so behind in work because I can't do anything. And she was working till forever at night because she was so behind because every time she turned around, like her husband's trying to sleep and she's trying to run, like do her stuff and then do their stuff. And I had to write out on paper, like everybody's schedules. And I had alarms set all over the house for who's is, <laughs> whose stuff is who. And I was, and I Finally, I felt like I finally got into a routine. And then they went back to school. And then they went back to school. And I'm like, you have to be kidding me. That's honestly how it felt for me. Like when it finally got to a point where I was like, oh, this is not so bad. I can figure this out. Yeah. Then yeah, it was time to go back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the whole thing's a shit show. I don't even know what to make of any any of it. I really don't. And I don't even bother trying anymore. No, you can't because the rules change every day. Everything changes every day. Are they rules? Are they are they law? Bylaws? Are they law? Is it what's enforceable? <laughs> is it a suggestion like the time? Like Seriously, that? is it enfor- What's enforceable? What isn't enforceable? What are they actually enforcing? What are they not enforcing? Does it any? Does it really matter? What does the rest of the world do? Like it's just all one big fucking shit show. And the only thing that I know other? is that small businesses are just fucking dying. Yeah, and it is a fucking shame. We could do an entire episode on the um, the fallout of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I had a patient come in and he was telling me, it wasn't his story, but it was a coworker of his and she was a young mom. And he's like, do you know how horrible people are right now? He goes, this, this woman, the kids were home and he goes, she had her kids at her parents' house and went to go pick her kids up from her parents' house after she was done work. And by law was sitting outside her parents' house because somebody called and reported her. See, but they can't because... Uh, child care was always essential. So if her parents are her child care, then they didn't do anything wrong. I get that. But then that's that's someone that's still someone's fucking still called, calling, yeah. right? And it's they, and they still tried dicks. to argue. Yeah, they still tried to argue because she pulled up and the bylaw guy got pulled in behind her and try- and he was like, uh, you're not supposed to, do you live here? And she's like, no. And they, because he gave me like, the, he gave me this whole story. I felt so bad for this chick because hmm. they were like, She's like, I'm picking up my kids. Well, you're not allowed to be here. And she's like, I'm picking up my kids. And he's like, why are your kids here? Your kids shouldn't be here. She's like, because my parents are, I have you to see, work. Like, I see, need, I can't leave them home alone. Like, this is you where, can't win. This is where people just need to say, fuck it, find me, do whatever you got to do. And we'll take this up when we, when, when everything is over. Like, in other words, I will fight this ticket because chances are this ticket won't last. Yeah, because that's ridiculous. This, this no, is, that's... None of this shit is going to be hardcore enforceable. So just, just take your fucking bumps, take your fucking tickets, don't make a fuss on it and just fight the shit out of it because it's not going to be worth anything at the end. At least that's the impression that I'm, 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 I'm running with. But you can't tell somebody like, you can't drop your kids off to their childcare. Like well, if the nannies can mean. still go to work, if the kids can still go to daycare, like fuck off. And that's what I mean. So it's 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 the dis- the discretion of the bylaw officer to do anything about this or not. And then for that bylaw officer to choose to do something about this is just fucking stupid to me. I don't understand what you what you would prefer in this scenario. Even the person like whoever called, like yes. why do you gotta be a dick? Exactly. Why? Like why? mind your fucking business. Yeah, yeah it's not that uh, this house was having a fifty person and party yes. there were some kids there because their mom had to go to work so that she could feed those kids 
Fuck off, neighbor. And if you're going to do that shit, you better make sure that your fucking nose is completely clean. Yeah, you better be following the fucking arrows in the grocery store. Like, you better be that If you are going to call people out on shit, you better make sure your nose is just fucking clean. That's actually been my biggest, one of my biggest issues since um, COVID restrictions and lockdowns are the morality police. Like, mind your fucking business. I, I have no problem saying that. I do what I'm supposed to do. I follow all the protocols. I'm, you know, I'm doing what I'm I'm being told to do. I'm being a compliant Canadian. But if you see somebody out not wearing a mask, don't scream at them. You don't know why they're not wearing a mask. If you see somebody going down the wrong aisle at the grocery store, like I've actually seen people get in confrontations at stores because somebody's not following the arrows. I'm like, are you guys kidding me right now? Like, are you kidding me? This is what it's come to. You're going to yell at somebody for not following arrows on the ground. Get over yourselves. Everybody's lost their fucking minds. I'm convinced. Every yeah. Everybody and everything has lost their fucking minds. It, it's just insane. It is absolutely insane. One of the dudes who does like a lot of anti-mask stuff and open up your business, all that kind of stuff, he now has been blocked from doing Instagram lives because of the stuff that he says. It's like Instagram will not allow his 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 stuff to get published. It's insane. Yep. It's insane. Facebook doesn't allow him to put stuff on Facebook. I'm like, at what point is your is your speech still free? It's it's crazy to me. First of all, spreading misinformation is not illegal. Lying about stuff is not illegal. Do you know what I mean? Inciting, in, 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 like. <laughs> in, you know, encouraging people to do to do mean and hateful things—that's a whole other story. Yeah. Any social media outlet to be publishing information that might be quote unquote inaccurate—it's not illegal to do so. So when a platform like Facebook starts to block that type of content, when Instagram stops allowing this person who pub all day long because he was going to walk through he was he was coming in from a flight from turkey and he was doing lives of him on the plane maskless and telling you like how he ended up getting being on the plane without his mask on and the whole point when he was right before he his flight took off he's like i'm gonna i'm landing in toronto at 7 p.m and i'm gonna go live when i walk through the airport to show you what you need to do if you don't want to wear a mask, what you need to do if you don't want to take their COVID test, what you can need to do if you don't want to have to quarantine in one of these hotels. So this was like recent. This was recently. This okay. was on this, this was, was on a couple days ago. I never heard about this. The news will never put this out. No, they won't. I never heard about this. This is the guy, this is the guy that like ever since COVID started, the anti-lockdown stuff that was at Queen's Park in Toronto. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's been behind all he's been okay. doing a lot of this stuff, right? News now they had a fucking Santa Claus parade. They held a full-on Santa Claus break that went up Young Street from Young and Dundas to Young oh, and Sa- to, to to the city didn't his oh, orga- his, his organization his organizations oh, okay. did this and you'll never hear this on the news are you kidding me they they will never give this guy any they, spotlight they got about at all. four seconds on the news just to say anti-maskers held a Santa Claus parade and like that was literally it because the they whole, refused they're not going to give, give him, him attention. Any, any kind of attention yeah. right but so so he was broadcasting when before his plane took off in Turkey that I'm going to go live. On Instagram to show show you what I'm going to do. That way, if you run into these issues, you'll know what to do as well. And boom, he got blocked. His live got blocked. He post he reposted his his Instagram notice saying that we're blocking your live for the next seventy two hours or something like that. But it's not that's not anything hateful. This is my point. Everyone has lost their fucking minds. Like it's not as crazy as like this got attention in Niagara. It obviously wouldn't make news up here in Toronto. Um, 
a group of anti-maskers. Yeah. Do you? I don't care. Uh, they tried to uh, put the mayor of St. Catharines under yeah. citizen's arrest. And tr- on my life, okay. it, it oh, became yeah. it became like a big thing right, in right. Niagara. They called the cops. They yep. uh, they were saying crimes against children. I can't remember what all their accusations were, but I remember it was mm-hmm, something about mm-hmm, crimes mm-hmm. against children because they didn't want the kids to wear masks at school or something along right, those lines. Right, right. And they tried to arrest. Uh, they tried to put the the mayor of a city in a citizen's arrest. Yep. And then the cops obviously wouldn't show up. And then they then they became a big thing about the cops. Right, and, right, it was, right. and that was like front page news because everyone was like, oh my God, look at these people. And then, but like, it's, I don't, it's, it, it See, became the, a thing. The thing is a lot of things that everyone is saying on either side of the fence here, a lot of people are saying things that are that are not wrong. Fundamentally, there there's truth in what you're saying, and fundamentally, there's truth in what you're saying over here. My problem is when you are now silencing people's ability just to free speech yeah right again it's not illegal to spread misinformation it's not it may not be helpful but it's not illegal to do so you're still free to do so you're not inciting hate you're not inciting violence you're not encouraging that kind of stuff the problem is if you if you're on the side that believes like the government is doing what they need to do and everything that we're doing and all these restrictions and all these lockdowns are for public safety. Let's say that we all agree on that. Let's say that we all think this is the right thing to do. Whether or not people b- feel that way is another story. But let's, let's say that everybody feels like this is the right thing to do. At least we can all admit that we are giving up our rights and freedoms. That we, are, that we are literally just complying with anything that we're being told to do. You can't go where you want to go when you want to go. Exactly. You can't leave your house without the, your face the covered. Argument is you this. can't work. The argument is this. The argument is whenever there is some sort of status of emergency, like a stay-at-home order or one of those types of things, in other words, those types of declarations allow certain powers to exist that would not exist yeah. unless unless those things are in place. And so all of these kind of you know anti anti mask people or for, I'm just throwing that term I don't even know what that means. But all anyone that's against this whole concept they're like, well this is an extreme. In other words, we shouldn't even be in a stay at home order is what they're saying. Therefore, the your ability to now um, put limitations on us is based on a falsehood that we should be under this stay at home order. That's the that's the concept here. So that's whenever they say like you're giving up your rights and freedoms because they're abusing their power by saying that this is what the order is and that shouldn't even be the case in the first place. Like that's that's kind of the idea. It's yeah, it's a gong show at this. And you know point. the funny the funny thing is it's it's like honestly poor people are just fucking dying. Small businesses are dying. I read somewhere the other day that I, the, I was with government government workers there was like so many thousands of government workers that were Traveling? That had no work, zero work. They were they they had zero work to do, so they haven't been working, but they're getting full pay. It was like eight hundred million dollars, or I, maybe I made that up. I gotta look that up. But it was a crazy amount that the federal government is paying to have people still on the payroll, still full time salary, and they're not working zip. And there's people like fucking someone else that I know that had to close up their massage therapy clinic because they can't fucking make ends meet. I'm like. It's all I actually feel up. like I saw something like that too. That's what it is. Federal workers paid eight hundred and nineteen million to stay home amid COVID pandemic. These are people that are not working but are still getting full fucking pay. They're they're worth their full pay. We're worth two grand a we month. We got two thousand. Come on, we got two thousand dollars, folks. <sighs> we we were 
And we have to pay that back in taxes. Sorry, I cut you off on that. The restrictions, the restrictions and the lockdowns, we've seen the damage that they're doing and we have data to support that. But again, you can find data to support any argument because there's still the people. Yeah. I saw somebody the other day and I think I mentioned this. Somebody had posted um, something about, you know, the toll that the lockdowns and the restrictions are taking on teenagers. And I said, you know what? That's absolutely right. I can't imagine being 16, 17, 18, 19 right now. That's devastating. I watched my son disappear for a while. My oldest son, his sports got taken away from him. School got taken away from him. He was no longer allowed to see any of his friends. Like he he so he withdrew. Mm. He went from, you know, sports all the time, like super super athlete. He's a he's a wonderful soccer player. And he went from playing all these sports and doing all this stuff and then he was and I could see the frustration and I'm like, but then stuff started to open back up and for a little while, he was like, you know, I, I think I needed this break. It's good for my body, my legs. Because he's that kid that despite mm-hmm. having a mom that does massage, he does he will not let me work on him. So he was like, this is good. This is good. And then the world kind of opened back up and he got to go back to his sports. And all. And I was like, okay, this is, this is going to be great. He's going to get back out. He's going to have a way to release all of his energy. And he showed up to soccer and didn't talk to anybody. He would go, he'd do what he had to do and get back in the car. And he was miserable. He actually was ready to give up his sports altogether because he's like, I ru- he was on track for, there was uh, a team in Europe that was looking at him. Mm. And he's like, COVID ruined everything. Like, there's no point. I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna go to a university anymore in the States. Like, I can't go with, get a D1 scholarship because I can't play, I haven't been able to play soccer in a year. Like, I haven't been, he was supposed to go to a bunch of tournaments. I can't, I didn't get to go to any of these showcases. I didn't get to do this. So he was like, I'm just, what's the point? I've lost an entire, you know, I'm gonna lose an entire year, basically. Listening to this, it still, it makes me so angry about the number of people who will hear your story and all, stories like this and stories worse than this even and say, well, you have nothing if you don't have your health. Like, yes, I understand that people are dying, like this you said, this health. is sad, but this is health. And yes. this does, and I just wish that people were less divided worse. on this issue. My I'm, kid got worse. That's the thing. He got worse. Like, it wasn't just like, my life is over, blah, blah, blah. My son literally, the first, we got invited out to a barbecue and it was with people we know. It was with his soccer team, with his friends. And he had an anxiety attack. My son doesn't have anxiety. He had a full blown meltdown. Full blown meltdown. Like, it brings tears to my eyes thinking about that day because he went from like talking and joking with his friends to locked himself in my car and was like we need to go home was it just the this fear of being around people did he suddenly feel like it just we're was, not supposed to be or it wasn't the fear of that it was just overwhelming yeah. to be he went from yeah. being at home in his room with uh like me and the other kids to all of a sudden we were in a group of i'm gonna say 10 kids and all of their parents because it was just our soccer team we kind of all potted up and we were all outside. Everybody was kind of, you know, the boys were swimming. It was summer, right? And he, it was just, it. there was music going. There was people talking. It was loud. And it just, it just overdid it for him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'd never I seen him, ev- he's not that kid. And I was like, holy shit. And it hit me. I'm like, I can't do this. So when we went into lockdown this time, I went, fuck it. Like, He's, can I go sleep over? Yep, go sleep at your buddies. I don't care. Because I saw what it did to him 
in the summer. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to put my kid in that position again. See, and I think that, you know, again, talking about the morality police and how divided people are on this issue, if everyone could just have a little bit of compassion. Like I saw a post on a parent's uh, Facebook group that I'm in for our school board. Um, one parent was basically saying, you know, if for any of us to think that this isn't going to have long-term detrimental oh, effects on our will. children, oh, like you've got to be out of your mind. And then somebody basically blasted this woman saying, if you knew somebody that died of COVID, you would change your tune. This is what we have to. And I was like, why can't both of these things be true? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why why can't we have compassion for the 16-year-old kid who's having a meltdown in his mom's car because he's around people and have compassion for the 80-year-old woman that's in a long-term care home, you know, scared because she might catch COVID? Like all of these things simultaneously exist. And I think the, you know, the anti-mask people, I'm going to call them that because that's what, you know, what everybody knows them as. But, you know, I, I think that there's some merit to what they're saying as well because the lockdown and the restriction, it is damaging. And so I I can understand that side as much as I understand the people who have watched family members die of COVID. But like, why is somebody dying of COVID and somebody taking their own life? Like, why why are those not both equally important? Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't I don't understand exactly. And 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 there are people who are just psychologically better equipped to deal with this type of scenario and all of the restrictions and stuff that might be into play. And there's a whole bunch of people that find it very difficult and it's enough to push you over the edge. And yeah. all of it's all valid right across the board. There's never going to be a perfect solution, mm-hmm. but there's got to be a way. Um, there's got to be a way for everybody to be able to live and be safe. And like, I don't know. It is what it, it is. is what it is. Wow. Well. Fucking COVID. Like I said, this could have been a whole. Uh, th- I tried so hard not to go down the COVID road, and then we did. We, we can't did. help it, man. It, you just you you try, you try, but everything. Literally, this year, everything comes back to COVID. It doesn't matter. Everything comes back to COVID. When I framed the episode, what did I say? It might Who be an unprofessional. It might be. not be an unprofessional. I feel it's like we went in, it, we went in every direction imaginable. Yeah, so this see? was good. This yeah. was good. I like it. I dig it. Thanks yeah. for coming by. This Thank was really you. Good. Well, see, my smart ass mouth got me. Somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, cool. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists and a Microphone. Peace.